Hey, we're Dan and Danielle McCauley, and welcome to your new favorite marriage encouragement podcast, Married Up. A moment of truth to keep your marriage moving in the right direction. Sponsored by A Better Us. For more information about our ministry, check out MarriedUp.net. Okay, and here we go. Welcome to the Married Up podcast with me, Dan McCauley, and my beautiful wife sitting across from me. Am I supposed to say my name? (laughs) (laughs) Danielle McCauley. And so here we go. We are jumping in today, right off the top. We're going to talk about the ever so exciting topic of <laughs> I can't do the <laughs> of disappointments yes. and unmet expectations Failed expectations Ouch. Wah, wah, wah. yeah you do know we have to talk about this one <laughs> we really do you know, know because sometimes we can get caught up in what I call an if only moment you know mm. like if only my wife looked like this looked like whoever you know whatever uh, ideal image, or if only my husband treated me like this, like my friend Susie's husband treats her or whatever, or like, you know, I can even think way back when we were first married, what I thought was going to, uh, what the picture of our devotional time together would be like. I remember in my, you know, young twenties, <laughs> this ideal picture of us, you know, waking up, opening up our Bibles together and our study and and having deep conversation every day over our coffee and then praying together. Because I'm so ready to do that at seven in the morning. Yeah. Or, or six. <laughs> it, it actually didn't flesh out that way. And there's a lot of things that we probably pictured without even re, without even thinking about it. There's a lot of expectations we have that we don't even know were f- were failed or that we had until they were failed. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it's interesting to me as you're saying that, I'm thinking, where did that expectation come from? I mean, there's so many different, it's either, you know, there's different places. So obviously uh, what we see on television, what we read in books, yeah, how that, about that's what, what I was our going family, for, really. you know, what our family is like. Yeah, there's, uh, there's. Um, and your first one that you opened up with, if only my wife looked like so-and-so, right. or such and such. That expectation is fed to us everywhere as everywhere. well. Everywhere. It's impossible yeah. to escape. Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, just all the expectations that are around us that are actually not even real them- themselves. Yeah, that's worth mentioning. I don't know if we were planning on going no, there, but we it's it's an important point. If we're talking about unmet expectations, it is important to address where those expectations are coming from and are those even realistic right or fair mhm yeah absolutely um and then there's you know the whole concept like i said of our family of origin what we think is normal and expected mm-hmm. and good and healthy the way we saw our our parents marriage function or right. not right sets expectations or even just our family like what we do just um, what we value, all those different mm-hmm. things, everything. And there's not a, a right or a wrong answer. There's just what we're used to and what we think. And so, you know, right off the bat, I can think of, um, and we've, we've talked about our failed expectations before and in public, and we kind of use, use a couple um, of these things, you know, uh, just to give people an idea of what we mean. For you, it was a dog, having a dog. Sure. 
That was actually our very, like, first few years of marriage. That was our number one biggest fight was over if we were going to have a dog or yeah, not, and we've, which and sounds we've, silly. We've talked about that before, but yeah. it was an expectation or a thought that this was how uh, life was going to be. Right, because that was normal and good in your family, and it was actually sure. the, quite the opposite in my family. And we never really talked about it or discussed it beforehand, and then until it came up... We didn't, you didn't realize that that was something that you might not end up having in your marriage. Right. And you probably had different expectations. Like you are, you are sporty spice. <laughs> so like growing up all, all through your teenager-ness years, you were a volleyball star, soccer star, like uh, the striker up there scoring the goals. And I didn't know yeah. even what a striker is till... <laughs> <laughs> Till I've heard you talk about doing that all the time. I, it's true. I loved sports. That was part of who I was and just being active, being physically active. And again, I didn't think that, I didn't think that through. Like, I just thought that was just a normal thing you did. You just thought that's how life was. But yeah, then and you I married a that. musician who um, <laughs> didn't know what a striker was and, uh, it's not my first inclination. I'm not not to active. To get up and go on a jog together. No. no, it's not my favorite thing right. to do. It's not. Uh, but we've made adjustments in our life. Yes. And we will talk about that later. Ra rather yes. than focus on, oh, this wasn't what I thought, or this person is less than, right. or this person doesn't meet my, uh, I'll air quote them, you can't see them. My fingers air quoting right now. My needs, right? Um, or desires. we've had to adjust. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And if we, so it can create. There's potential for us to create these if only moments in our heads here. And but if left to linger, those if only moments can become a real dividing factor. That's and what something you said right there in my in our heads. Yes, that's important. Yeah. Because that's where that's that's the only place these live. Well, we could make the mistake of vocalizing them mm -hmm. in the wrong oh, way. Oh, I think a lot of people vocalize them, and it can be a it can be a dagger in the heart to to a spouse. Absolutely, um, but they they grow and they fester. Yes. in our heads. Yeah. if we dwell there, and I'm yeah, I'm going to go there because I have a few tips here. But yeah, if we kind of let those linger, fester, they become a real dividing factor in marriage. Definitely a joy sucker, and it can just leave you drowning in discontent because the more you think about the things, the failed expectations, the negative things, the things that you were looking forward to that never happened. Um, all of a sudden, your spouse just looks like one big disappointment. Hmm. And that's not good. That's not good. Well, that taints everything. And it, and it's going to add bitterness and sourness, especially if they perceive mm -hmm. that they're being viewed that way. Right. Who wants to um, think or who wants to know that their spouse thinks that they're a failure to them, that they aren't living up to their expectations? It's just it can become super toxic and super hurtful and painful. And so when you're tempted to go down that kind of if only route in your mind, um, I've got a few things for you to remember, just kind of some things to throw in your tool belt so that you can have them ready. Um, and the first one is exactly what you said, Dan, focus on the good and the good gets better. It's all starts in your mind. Mm -hmm. Before you vocalize that, you've already been thinking and letting it linger and fester 
And that's why we've talked about before practicing Philippians 4, 8 in your marriage is crucial. Thinking about things that are good and lovely and pure and right and praiseworthy Mm -hmm. about your spouse. Because what happens is when we focus on those negative things, they become magnified and they eclipse all the great, wonderful things about your spouse. Mm -hmm. If I am continually going, oh, Dan, just, he won't get up and go on a jog with me, or he won't, you know, do this or that. And I'm so bummed. If only I had somebody that I could do that with. Then all I'm thinking about is that, and I'm, I'm forgetting about all the fantastic, amazing things you are. Dan, what an amazing, incredible, accomplished, talented person you are. What a loving, um, husband who takes the lead spiritually in my home, who's an incredible father. You know, just all those things become eclipsed when we focus and let the the negativity linger. Well, so that would to, be the first We one. notice what we focus on. Yeah. We tend to, we, we notice it more and more. You, you, you'll you continue to see things that validate those thoughts yes. constantly, whichever side you focus on. And I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. But it's very much that. And I was thinking about it when, when I, when I was growing up, um, one of the things I was very much into and really don't do much anymore. Well, I guess I do in other forms is art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was a nerdy president of my art club <laughs> in high school. Uh, uh, I was, I was very much into art. And so I know what colors you mix to get whichever. And I was thinking about, you know, one person comes into their marriage um, with expectations that our marriage is going to be blue, blue. in this mm-hmm. analogy. I know where you're going. The other person comes in with expectations that my, the marriage is going to be yellow. Mm-hmm. They're very different. But instead of focusing on, oh, my marriage isn't blue, my marriage isn't blue, I thought marriage was going to be blue, you create a marriage that is a mix of those two things. And become a lovely shade of green. Hey, you know what color goes. <laughs> Turquoise, what color that whatever shade you want, emerald. <laughs> You create a green marriage together rather than focus on the blue. There's blue and green. Right. And there's yellow There's yellow and green. You know what? That is actually going to be my third point. And you already, you, oh, right. I'm going to have to add that. Um, so, but you're, you're so right. You're so right. Um, but before that, so number two, or sh- you know what? Let's just go there. I'll okay. turn number three into number two. And what I was going to say is different doesn't always mean bad. In fact, it can be good. I happen to love the color green. <laughs> um, and so we need to try to compromise and sacrifice as much as we can. And in that compromise and sacrifice, which are crucial things in marriage, we can create beautiful things together. And mm-hmm. so we've done that. We have actually done that. So, um, you know, over the years, one of our favorite things to do get together is actually go out on long walks and Mm -hmm. hikes and things like that. That's where we get the most dreaming and talking together and communicating and praying together. Um, Something really good and beautiful has come out of a version of what I had in my Mm. mind, and it's become one of our favorite things to do together. That's I like what you said there, a version of it. Yeah. It's not your original maybe thought, Mm -hmm. but it's a version of it. And it's so good. It's the teal shade (laughs) of the blue. Yeah. I don't really like teal. Well, I don't know. Let's let's say emerald green. Emerald. It's the seafoam green. No seafoam. Okay. It's not the seafoam at all. (laughs) It is very much not seafoam. Yeah. We're not going there. Um, 
And then, you know, as far as the whole dog thing, I've actually compromised and I've done my best. So we've actually set up where we have, when friends go away, um, on vacation, we actually dog sit for them and I can totally handle that and tolerate it and even have fun watching you guys take care of... Because there's an end date? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're coming back to get their dog. Yes, it's worked out and it's been a version of what you thought and it's brought joy to you guys and um, we've figured out a way to compromise and make it work within our marriage. And we have bunny rabbits. And yes, actually that's a good point. That live in the backyard. Yes. And so that's me and the kids outlet of uh, having right. a pet they're not in the house and they're not they're in the very house. quiet they only stink outside they're you know not a huge a huge burden for me at all so um yeah i forgot about so that. that's the yellow and the green so i have compromised on this issue <laughs> high five Pat on the back to me we both have we've both those are just two examples of many of where we've come together and taken versions of what we um, value and what we see as good to add to the marriage and we've made it work. So really, it's kind of just, it's it's really a glass half full, glass half empty yeah. kind of perspective. Am I going to be a pessimist and look at my marriage and say, it's not, or look at the, the things that I feel are not like what I originally dreamed? Or am I going to look at it and see the things that are there mm-hmm. and the mixed versions right. of it? Which... Which actually lead, did you have, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, that's fine. Okay. Because that totally leads into my third point. Oh, we're just rocking it. We didn't even plan this. We, I mean, we planned some (laughs) notes, but we didn't actually, you know, communicate about them. Um, The third thing is to heave unrealistic expectations off your spouse. Your husband, your wife will never, ever, ever, ever meet all your needs or fully satisfy or complete you. Mm -hmm. They were not meant to do that. Only Mm. God was. And, you know, your spouse didn't fail you because they're not meeting your every wish and desire and need. You failed you believing that they would in the first place. Don't do that. Instead, we need to realign our expectations and make sure you're putting your hopes in the right place and relieve your loved one from meeting and fulfilling them all because we will not come close. I can never come close to meeting all your needs and, you know, being this idyllic wife. <laughs> you know better. Oh, you're so close though. I, I'm just <laughs> a hair's breadth away. <laughs> right. It's not about it's not about those having every dream fulfilled and every need fulfilled in this perfect perfect person who's always what you ever dreamed or imagined. Um, there were things that you were attracted to in your spouse that are very different than you, and that was attractive to you at the time. And then in real life, <laughs> it's very real life. <laughs> very real life. Sometimes those the the flip side of that coin is a weakness or a difference that can become uh, an annoyance to you. And marriage is really two people that are consistently putting their vows, the commitment that they've made to each other ahead of their feelings mm-hmm. uh, uh, in that moment. That's good. Um, consistently making that choice. And, and in marriage, we only fail. We only really fail or lose if we stop trying. Mm, we yeah. keep trying. We keep trying and we, and really those differences and those weaknesses that we have, that we actually cover each other with those. And rather than, than point out each other's weaknesses, 
the loving way to treat your spouse is when you notice the weakness is to fill that gap for them, mm-hmm. is to uh, help them in that weakness rather than go, you're weak, you're weak, you're weak, and, and point that out. That's But you, the reason that's so obvious to you is because you have a strength there. Mm-hmm. So, so for for my wife, sometimes that's looking at me and, and rather than saying, you're so unorganized, <laughs> is her adding some organization with all her lists to all my life. Lists. And for me, it's like, you don't know how to get over to there. You don't know the directions <laughs> to there to by now and, and, and point out you're so weak at that. Uh, it's 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 here's here's how you do it hun does you do you want to turn here or here's the address for your gps or or whatever it's it's overlooking some of those things right Right. it's it's not it's not focusing on they're not what i thought this was gonna be right you said the the money word marriage is just a whole bunch of overlooking (laughs) (laughs) it is it is to a point again i think we've talked in other ones it's about picking your battles too there are things that we're not going to overlook that are serious issues that we're going to talk about. Of course. But but in those examples that I just gave, like me being disorganized or flighty and, and, and you not knowing which is north, south, east or west or whatever, <laughs> those are not those are not make or break things. And right. and we have not character issues. Yes. And we have each other to um, to cover each other. In those. Right. We all have our faults. And when your spouse does something wrong or bad or messes something up, don't overfocus on that. Don't, and don't forget all the things that they do good. Yeah, I think you kind of already said that. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's good and bad in both of us. We have to release what we cannot change and remember what we would never change mm, about our spouse. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So despite some unmixed unmet expectations because we all have them. You know, God has helped us create a much more beautiful and meaningful life than we could have ever drummed up. I would say that. Um, and if we look... Did you say drummed up or dreamt? Drum. Drummed and dreamt up, I guess. Okay. Just, just clarifying. Both. Sorry. I didn't mean to point out a weakness. <laughs> If we look for the ways our partner has disappointed us, we will absolutely find them, like you were saying. But when we surrender those disappointments to God, when we focus on the good and put your mate in their proper place, you'll be surprised how fulfilled and contented you become. I think we've, we've discovered that. Failed expectations doesn't mean that God failed you or your spouse failed you. It simply means we are human and we need to treat and view each other as such. And so I guess today, leaving this, I would say with this all in mind, take a moment right now, even if you're not with them, grab the phone and text them, do something, tell your spouse how much you are thankful for them and maybe one good thing they add to your life and that you would, they, you would never change about them and focus on that and not any failed expectation. And it's you and me, babe, whatever comes, knowing bigger have you checked out the marriage-building TV show, A Better Us, yet? We're so excited to be a part of the show, offering hope for marriages every week on national television in Canada and on YouTube in the U.S. 
hosted by Ron and Ann Maines and often featuring yours mm-hmm. truly, we have expert guests on every show, like Dr. Gary Chapman, Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, or Bill and Pam Farrell, offering great practical teaching. Right. And then we talk about our own experiences around the kitchen with other couples. It's a lot of fun, and we think you'll love it. Check it out on abetterus.tv or search A Better Us on YouTube now. And follow A Better Us on Facebook and Instagram for daily marriage memes and tips. For more information about our ministry, check out marriedup.net.